Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars right now. Uh, my eyes are gonna come out of my body. <laughs> Yeah, as Ricardo was looking at a 4K Blu-ray of, of Total Recall. That's why this, this Star Trek podcast began yeah, with Get Your Ass hey, to but Mars. but you just let us know last week that on Mars there is a shipyard dedicated I know, to I know, building I know, starships. I know. So, yeah. so I know. it's all related. It, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, Everyone shut up. It's space. Quaid. Quaid could be up there building the starship. Quaid. Ah, give oh, yeah, these ships air. Give these ships air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's in, the, it's, air. it's in the same universe, <laughs> the same cinematic universe. Yeah, there you go. It could be like, it honestly could be like when Starfleet is still starting out, yeah, right? Because yeah. like, you know, they, they, they still had a lot of turmoil. Yeah. I mean, that just could have been an episode. The crew of the Enterprise encounters a new world where the leader <laughs> cruelly <laughs> deprives his people of air. Yeah, yeah. 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 Arnold same Schwarzenegger universe, same universe. Total Recall, <laughs> Star Trek, and Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, no. You're right. It was actually it was actually a, a bunch of Frankie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stealing gold. Yeah. We're just here for gold. <laughs> that that checks out actually. Yeah, <laughs> that sure. is Frank. Now Frankie yeah, would love gold. Yeah. And fucking fucking Han Solo is like, why do they want our gold? <laughs> That's like my favorite line in that movie where <laughs> Because he's wait was was Han was Harrison Ford in Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was the Holy sheriff. Shit, I only remember Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's like the sheriff. Who Daniel Craig is like um like an outlaw, and uh, Harrison Ford seems like the villain at first, but it's basically because he's trying to be a lawman. Yeah, and Daniel Whoa. Craig. Well, he's a racist piece of shit, lawman. But whatever. Oh, oh, I forgot that part. Yeah, he learns. He learns. He learns not <laughs> to be a racist piece of shit. Gold. Yeah, in one in the course of the one movie, he, yeah. he learns to become a good man. Yeah, there's so many people in that movie. Like uh, uh, Sam Rockwell is in it. Oh yeah, it's a it's a star-studded cast. Like uh, yeah. John Favreau called in a lot of favors to be like, can you please? And then and then everyone's like, one. fuck you, dude. And he's like, well, now I'm doing Star Wars. And they're like, ah. Oh. Oh wait, wait! Remember, wait, remember the time wait. I was in that movie for you? The, oh, that shitty fucking Cowboys and Aliens movie. It would be hilarious oh. if the entire cast of Cowboys and Aliens yeah. all were in the Mandalorian already. Because <laughs> they, they they called in favors. They're like, remember yeah. when we did you that favor and we're in that shitty fucking movie? Yeah. Like, all yeah. right, all right, all right. Yeah. I remember. I I remember my promises and all those contracts I signed. It was also also um, Riddler, right? Like current yeah. Riddler. Yeah, so uh Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, Sam Rockwell, Adam Beach, uh, uh Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano, yeah. So bad um, at names. So many other like character actors you're like, oh yeah, th- that person's in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, I have to make a, a correction for last oh week. God. We're, a lot of people week were, were, now, were yelling at me. <laughs> what is this amateur hour? Uh, yeah, plastic dude. has carbon. What are we therefore, a bunch of newbies? Therefore, <laughs> Therefore, data is technically a carbon-based life form. Oh, oh yeah, true, true, true. He's made of plastic, so it's not just the rod inside him; it's everything <laughs> else too. How do you know he's made of plastic? I thought he was like a Terminator, like out, like living <laughs> tissue <Liquid> metal. <laughs> yeah, he's made liquid of liquid metal. metal. <laughs> no, like like a T eight hundred. Like he he's got skin over like metal part. Actually, that plastic. was what I was starting to get at when I was asking the question last week. But then, but then you reminded me, like we've seen like footage of his arms detached and stuff and yeah he's totally he's definitely there's no plastic. flesh there well yeah, yeah. how do you know that it's not like like the flesh like how do you know so like you can't see joints 
So like if he's it's got just, no arm, he maybe it's just the the arm could live onto itself and then attaches to the body. But it could have worked, dude. Maybe he's not <laughs> muscle, but just like a skin layer. Yeah, yeah. It's just a skin layer. Okay, okay. He's, a, he's just got a dermis skin bag. <laughs> yes. He's a he's a bag of mostly carbon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, an ugly bag. But mostly. welcome to newbie Star Trek, everyone. Uh, oh my god, we've gone off the rails I, too early. <laughs> I'm Marvin. Uh, you've been listening to us with Ricardo and Dan. Uh, I'm Dan. Yeah, that's Dan. I'm not Ricardo. Oh, okay. I'm a Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's this it. gerbil in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Damon. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, Ricardo hasn't, um, watched Star Trek before. Uh, this is his first trip through Star Trek with us. Uh, so it's been a, it's been a blast so far, I think, uh, cause we're going yeah. through the first season of TNG right now. And, and today's to be completely episode, thorough, we wipe Ricardo's memory after every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as we're watching these episodes, it, they're new to me. I, I'm watching, it's, it's, uh, it's, we should have called it first run. First run Star Trek, but we can't go back and change the goddamn <laughs> title. We of this can't change podcast. the name again. No, yeah. I like. No, you're always the newbie. I like yeah. it. Yeah, the newbie Star. By Trek. the way, uh, if you're a new listener, I have a bit where I've been. It's not a bit. I really want this to happen. I want. <laughs> I want Jaden Statham to to reboot the next generation as Luke or, Picard, or, or or at least be part of it. Yeah. yeah. Right, no, right. he's got to be. It's got to be a, a hard reboot. He's got to be the exec yeah. producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have different, like different versions of it. So like, there's another version that, that I would, I'd say multiverse version of Luke Picard. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. Um, Vin Diesel. Right. We heard that one. Yeah. Every week, new Picard. This okay, week's great. Picard. This, this week's multiverse Picard. Mm-hmm. Some of you know him as a comedian. So some of you know him as a guy who's, uh, who's, who's made a, a, a great appearance in the Mandalorian. I'm talking about Bill Burr. Bill Burr is Captain oh. Luke Picard with the Boston, Boston accent. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So he's I, the everyman Picard that. who's yeah, very yeah. like, who's, who's not the enlightened Picard, but no, he's no. more of just the like, well, we're just trying to do our best. Yeah. Picard. All right. All right. Okay. He's, he's the one who just fucking hates kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking kids. Ah, fuck him. Uh, no, don't fuck him. No, don't no, no. He, I mean, he means like no, like no. Get him a out. A traveler here. fucks him. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's not it. just He's the known. one. <laughs> Traveler's not greedy. <laughs> he has only one special kit. He, wants. he just wants the Mozart. Traveler is a piece of shit, dude. The more I think about it, the more. I- <laughs> Well, yeah, he is a piece of shit. He like accidentally trans like teleported everyone to another side of the universe and didn't really explain why. Yeah, <laughs> like why did he, he's supposed to like? And he almost died doing it. Yeah. yeah, and he's from a different time period, but he's fucking with time, like the past yeah. constantly. What a well, fucking what is a different time, and not like a different dimension <laughs> or something. Ah, whatever. He likes he likes to watch Mozart in the whale. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, yeah, that, we should probably episode, progress the podcast now. <laughs> the episode we watched this week was Heart of Glory, which is our first super Klingon-centric episode. Yes. Uh, which made it a lot of fun. Uh, that episode first aired on March 21st of 1988. Dan, Dan, you know what to do. Tell us what happened. All right. So back at that time, well, I, I told you guys uh, previously about how Good Morning Vietnam had finally quit being top of the box office. Guess what took its place? 
Police Academy Five Assignment Miami Beach. Yes. Wait, that that was ever. I, I'm surprised that ever hit. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That the fifth Police Academy movie, Academy movie, like was top of the weekend box office. These days, a fifth movie in a series is a direct DVD or Blu-ray or streaming. It yeah, is not. Yeah, so like that. So uh, I looked into it, and currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has eight reviews counted, averaging out to zero percent. <laughs> fantastic only eight people <laughs> reviewed it <laughs> do you guys remember the police academy cartoon no oh, oh, that was, i, that I was barely remember that like uh, i think i only remember reading about it once. god they would make a cartoon I, out of anything yeah. back well, then I, oh, had, yeah, they made a cartoon I, out of the rubik's cube yeah, yeah i had true. i had the action figures because they they had the action figures for the mm, cartoon mm, um mm. Yeah, I was a was it was it mainly centered around guy who makes sound effects? I can only imagine it must have been. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like Mahoney. I think was like was like the was like the main character, and yeah, everybody was. It was really everybody from from the from the movie that was. Did was, they bring the original actors to do the show? Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't. I can't remember. Because, like in Star Trek animated, they is the actual actors. They brought them back. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Maybe they think so. Unless I'm like crazy. Uh, Like, let me just make sure. And that makes me wonder, like how how valid is the that animated series as Star Trek canon? I think it's actually canon. Oh, Um, it's just I think canon films. (laughs) That means this podcast has to cover it someday. I mean, potentially. I mean, like, well, okay, I'm reading now. Apparently, it was decanonized by <gasps> Gene Roddenberry. But, wow. and, uh, well, the people, Gene the, Roddenberry the, says it. Well, also, Michael Okuda and Denise Okuda apparently do not include it as part of their canon, but whatever. It's Star Trek. <laughs> That's the, the, that's the, the Okudas thing. are such an interesting like thing to me. It's like somehow this couple became like the authority on so much. I think, yeah, it, it's interesting because like they were originally just working in the VFX department. Yeah, and then but then they became like the Rosetta more. Stone to the Blu-ray restor- restoration. Yeah, yeah. I and, think I think uh, it was just you were around back then. Do you remember sort of thing? <laughs> I guess that's kind of it. And they like seem to be yeah. the most stable and like. The most stable people, the best memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Anyway, anyway. Uh, oh, right. We're still doing history. Um, also, <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson successfully on that day in Tokyo, he defended his world heavyweight champion boxing title against Tony Tubbs in the Tokyo oh. Dome by TKO in round two, making or keeping him the undisputed champion of future questionable tattoo placement. <laughs> yeah, this is shortly after his marriage, right? I forget exactly when, but yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he wasn't marked up just yet. Okay, um, okay. Finally, and this is an in- this is just one of those interesting bits of history that stuck out to me. On the 22nd, the very next day, Congress would vote to override a controversial ve- a controversial veto by Ronald Reagan on the Civil Rights Restoration Act of 1987, and notably, huh. it, it was a sweeping like civil rights reform bill. That um, had bipartisan like support, and for whatever re- for whatever reason, Reagan was against it. And notably, Jim Wright of Texas um, had told the president that he was confident that the Senate and House will move swiftly to override this unfortunate and short-sighted veto. The president may want to turn the clock back on civil rights, but the American people do not. Wright said, "Wow." So uh, 
It's weird to think that. <laughs> yeah, what a bizarre world that must have been. Yeah, where where, where Congress <laughs> was the moral compass for a president. What a world! Now there is no moral compass no. at no. all. Well, money's your compass. <laughs> follow the money. The money compass. <laughs> follow it to the bank. The compass has been recalibrated to follow money. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of N S W E, it's just M. <laughs> just dollar sign. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that that's there's no real there's no real transition I can make into Heart of Glory from that because Klingons don't really care about money. Yeah, I guess yeah, they're like, a bunch of idiots. So yeah, they are a bunch of idiots <laughs> clinging uh, on to old tradition. Uh, is that why they're called Klingons? Uh, is that why they're called Klingons? Maybe. <laughs> no, they're just really clinging. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, Roddenberry was th- doing laundry and the sock was like kept sticking to his <laughs> pant leg. Like, ah. I mean, that's that's part of the that's part of the theme of this episode. There's some people, there's some Klingons who literally can't let go of the old ways. Yep. So anyway, Ricardo, could you please? I'm here. Take us through what happened through this Klingon heavy episode of screams. And- this <laughs> episode should have been called. Luke Picard discovers predator vision. <laughs> That's so true. He gets so fascinated and yeah. almost derails the entire episode. For, yeah, yeah, For, yeah. It's so stupid because it's like a, a stupid side thing that has nothing well, to do with the episode at all. Yeah. It's just like, oh, he's just so fascinated. Even Riker has to be like, hey, uh, can we table this? And <laughs> No, yeah. If Riker didn't intervene. It, like he, Picard would just been questioning Jordy for like, like 40 given, minutes. Given how close they had cut it, if Picard <laughs> had kept dicking around with this more for like just a few more seconds, they would have all exploded. died. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if, if he had kept talking, they would have just died while he was talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Jordy, look to your right. Look to wave, wave your hand from your face. <laughs> when the thing explodes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Jordy, what is that? It looks like there was an explosion in the ship. What is <laughs> Yeah, like uh, Picard's the equivalent of that person who like uh, like sees you without your glasses on and says, how many fingers am I holding up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this episode starts off and there's a disturbance in the force. I mean, the neutral zone. <laughs> and what is the neutral zone? I don't know what this it's, is. It's just a part of space where um, it's not territory of any kingdom or kingdom. Not a kingdom. It's like, uh, is it like international <laughs> international waters kind of? It's international uh, waters. Of, yeah. it's, it's, that's, the, that's the best. So a lot of Star Trek, because Gene Roddenberry was from the military mm-hmm. at some point, uh, a lot of stuff in Star Trek can just be one to one, like tra- like transposed from like the Navy. It's why the it's why Starfleet is like a military even though it's supposed to be like like a science exploration yeah, thing. It's a little, uh, sometimes I have trouble when I start thinking too hard about that. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot of contradictions there because he just wrote based on what he understood, which is I was in the military, so blah, 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 and that's it. So. And he had a lot yeah. of clingy friends. <laughs> so the episode starts off and there's a disturbance in neutral zone. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing is that like, um, so... <laughs> There's a disturbance in, in the neutral zone, and Worf turns around and he is so excited, so excited. He's like a battle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a battle. He can't, he can't wait to get involved in quadrant <laughs> nine. 
And he is so hard for this. Like he hears the word <laughs> battle and he's fucking hard as shit, dude. And yeah. and he's excited and he's like, hey, there's no information. Let's go in there. Let's fucking investigate. And and no one goes, man, why is fucking why is why is Worf so fucking excited, man? Um, <laughs> but he is. And they're like, yeah. what do you think it is? Ferengi? I was like, I don't know. And and then they they there's talk about separating the saucer, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen this in episode one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is all are all the civilians in the saucer? Yeah, the saucer is also where the main bridge is, um, and a few other things. But basically What do you mean the main bridge? Like the bridge that they're currently on. So there's a main bridge, that's the main bridge, and then there's a battle bridge. Which is below, which is why in the first episode you saw them like get to the battle bridge when they went there. Like uh-huh. they have that's below the saucer so that they can separate it while controlling the engines down there. So, separately. so where do they fight? They fight in the non saucer part, right? That's what they take? Yeah, that's what they take. The saucer would be all the civilians. They do that in the in the event that like, oh, we're gonna get into some real shit. Let's put the civilians in a safe spot somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then we'll fight in the lower yeah, part. Like just mentioning the detachment of the saucer here just brought up all these questions in my mind. It's like, well, what threat level necessitates the the separation of the saucer? Because you you did it once ever. You've gotten into several scuffles since then, but you never even right. mentioned detaching yeah. it. Like, when do you care about the people on your ship? I think it might only be because they're in the neutral zone, and that's like anything can happen there. Whereas every other time they're just like somewhere where they're like, ah, it's fine. We're it's like, get the saucer back space. into incorporated space because they don't have life insurance here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. It, it could like, hey, basically we're going, be we're that. We're going yeah. to Mexico and our insurance policy doesn't cover us. So we got to leave the saucer behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's shit like that. That makes you wonder, like, I don't, this, this what who, what civilians are just like sh- shit let's do that let's go on this enterprise yeah let's just go just on this ship because <laughs> and it's everyone like they, there they don't it's, ever it's, it's, like the civilians on board don't ever seem to reap the benefits of visiting all these different worlds it's not like they get off and no, check no. out the place or well, yeah. sometimes sometimes they get off you know what i mean <laughs> um, but the but the crew has to go first to make sure it's yeah, okay and then it's never okay no. <laughs> never <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no i assume there's there's like shuttles right like when they get to like or like when they get near a planet they get shuttle out of there or like yeah i think they just transport it they just go oh, they, just, they just, go talk to jason statham yeah yeah and he, and he throws them out the of the plant. fucking yeah <laughs> out of the ship yeah. um yeah, so he, anyway they they hit out they had to investigate this this disturbance and and they get there and they discover that there's a ship Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of floating there, and they can't figure out if there's life or not. They they're they they they're having trouble. Mm-hmm. And then they they think it's a it's a Romulan vessel, and we haven't seen Romulans, right? Uh, I don't think we've seen Romulans as as characters in the show yet. I don't, I don't think that's we've happened. seen any characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but when you see them, they'll basically look like evil or Vulcans. Yeah, they're just Vulcans basically with extra wrinkles. Really. Yeah, because 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 Romulans are like they're genetically the same as Vulcans actually uh, they, they they share an ancestor yeah they they're both from the same it's like it's like the difference between like like white and black people basically in to, for humans like Romulans so some are racist and some are not 
Uh, yeah, Romulans would be the racists, I guess. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, like one one half of the society decided to go fully logical and emotionless, and the other decided to embrace their emotions and turn into like a warlike species. And that's I the wouldn't be surprised if, like, within like canon, you would see that Romulans and and Vulcans, like, while very similar, are technically physiologically different. But yeah, uh, I think I think at some point they established that like their genetic disposition became separate enough that they're separated enough but i i do remember that it, one of the original things about them is that they're basically the same it's just they actually just have a difference in philosophy hmm. all right yeah. different philosophy teachers school is um, in the comments if, yeah. if, if if there's schooling to be done and we'll correct it <laughs> next week not me <laughs> uh, <laughs> ricardo's exempt yeah i'm not gonna do this homework no. shit um i didn't even go to my sats <laughs> I went to Red Lobster instead. Um, That's true. If you haven't listened to the previous is, episode, is, is what you should out. have done. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, so look where you are now. I know, dude. Yeah. Look at this. Red Lobsterless. I know. Now, we, now we're all fucked. We, no, none of us can loser. go to Red Lobster. Yeah. Unless you live in the southern states. <laughs> then you just go to Red Lobster, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. It's all yeah. open. Would you go there? And just just give up and go to Cracker no, or Barrel. you're in Burbank, or you're in Los Angeles, and restaurants are just open now. That's true. For the future generations who may be listening to this podcast, this is during a pandemic. So yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're interested in those sweet, sweet buttery, <laughs> buttery, buttery biscuits from Red Lobster, head on over to your local Costco and get yourself a batch of Cheddar baking. Bay Biscuit Bay. Yeah, a, a baking, uh, baking, baking powder. mix, baking yeah. mix. Get, yeah, get yourself some of that. Don't go to Red Lobster. Just make them at home. They're delicious. It's true. Yeah. Um, maybe Red Lobster will, will, will sponsor us now, or send us. <laughs> they'll just send us three lobsters. Five <laughs> lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll send you a ziploc full of uh, cheddar bay mix yeah yeah oh man no that's all I'm we can down. afford I'd be down. yeah it's fine uh so they're like hey you get you guys have to go uh, go uh you guys have to send an away crew and um so that they, they decide it's gonna be um Riker, Jordy, and Data, which is kind of the, the go-to team, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I always find it weird that that's their go-to like away team. It's like your three most important officers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember having that observation when I was first like trying to watch through the show. It's like they only ever send their top personnel to check out anything. <laughs> yeah, the one-of-a-kind android, the the engineer. <laughs> who has a one-of-a-kind visor and possibly is also the smartest person on the ship yeah. and probably, and your first officer. <laughs> Let's just send them all away. But you know who stays in the ship? The transporter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they send the away team and they, 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 they tell, usually it's, it's Lieutenant Yar as well, but she stays behind. Yeah, he was, she was ordered to stay behind yeah. this time. He's like, yeah. you stay here. And uh, so, so they go down and check out what's going on. And, and, and basically, uh, Oh, Luke Picard tells Jordy, "Hey, uh, send me some of that signal off your visor, my man." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it." So they 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 establish that they get sent. I, I hope from now on that's anytime they go they go away, they get a signal from Jordy. Nope, nope. They never talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's what's so dumb about it. God damn it! There's, there's like a huge part of this episode where they make a big deal. How many music stu- video effects we have to put on that screen <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that we can yeah. see Jordy's stuff? Yeah. And it's it's so funny because Picard goes, now I understand him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also just like, 
whoever gave him this fucking visor couldn't they just have given him a regular view yeah like, like yeah. you could just like he doesn't like, you have could to iterate look on at that this. software slash hardware like clearly you could program it a little better yeah. does it have to always be so crazy give him like an app on his phone <laughs> that he control it with or they, they, they can up. control it with on, on his tricorder. Let's let's yeah. use real terminology here. <laughs> I know, on the tricorder. Um and um so uh for the next few um I'm, I'm trying to see if I can get the, the music going. Oh no, never mind. I, I was trying to get the predator music going. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so for the next few, like ten minutes of the episode is just Picard being fascinated by this view. <laughs> I <know. laughs> It's like, oh my god, look at this. Are you guys looking at this? He he starts yelling at Jordy, what's that? What's that? What are you looking at? It's like it's like, Captain, that's fucking Riker, you fucking idiot, dude. (laughs) He's like, Oh, tell him to wave at me. (laughs) Yeah, like this he's like that one sphere at the end of portal. It's like, what's that? What's that? And so literally it feels like ten minutes of of Jordy just explaining, like, no, that's not a thing. So anyway, they 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 get to this they get to this this like this tunnel and uh <laughs> the captain's like what is that what is that in the wall and he's like oh it's like a stress fr- a stress fac- fracture and yeah. then jordy determines that it's got about like they have like about five minutes right yeah yeah to, like figure out what's going on and get the hell maybe. out of maybe they don't know yeah. for sure they're like hey they maybe like, five it, maybe now yeah. who knows <laughs> and, and they go let's go and they just casually walk yeah up. <laughs> so then they get to this this door and they can't open it, but but Data's like, ah, I got super strength. I'm a mutant. <laughs> I'm like vision. Yep, I'm the vision of the group. Yes. Yeah. And he's uh, like, uh, let me use the. Uh, yes, the vision. Oh, uh, what what is the uh, what is the stone vision has? Oh, mind stone. The mind stone. He's like, let me use this mind stone. Boop! It pops that that door open like nothing, <laughs> yep. and the crew gets in there and they realize there's uh there's a few Klingons in there. By a few, I mean mm-hmm. three. One's really badly injured, and the other two are like just like, ugh, ugh. Um, and then, and then, uh, of course, Worf hears about this, and he's like, "Oh, my people!" He's immediately alive. super hard, yeah, super hard. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're there, and they introduce themselves, and one's one's Kip Pardue, and the other guy's is Tim. Um, yep. <laughs> and the, there's another dude who's like hurt and he's dying, and mm. they're like, "Hey!" And then, and then Data's like, "Hey, I think I found a quicker way out of here." Uh, but let's grab them. And then Data's about to grab the injured guy uh, who's dying. And mm-hmm. then one of the uh, one of the Klingons like, "No, don't touch his fucking body, you fucking bitch ass fools! Uh, <laughs> I'll carry him." Uh, so he carries him, and then they kind of make their way through through the through that beat up fucking. It, it, it looks like a it just tore up the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the only three survivors apparently. Mm-hmm. And they get to a point where they could teleport out of there. I don't know why they. I don't know why they have to walk all the way over there. I don't know why can't they just go? Hey, just beam us up out of here. Like I, I think because when they were near the warp core, there was too much interference. Oh air quotes. God. So, <laughs> yep. it's 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 for drama. They have to make they an could, escape. They they've done so many things in the, in the Star Trek movies where they're like teleporting people off of like. While they're jumping, while they're in different planets, they can do it all. They can do it all. But they, <laughs> but if you if you're behind a certain wall, like lead, you're like Superman. They can't fucking see you, and they, you're you, they can't teleport you. Fucking yeah, Jason Statham is like, I can't. Uh, oh, I can't. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I can't get a lock on him. Yeah, <laughs> he's Australian. 
He's like, ah, put another shrimp on the barbie. Um, so, so um, <laughs> apparently, like Statham was in the bathroom or something because Yara, Yara, <laughs> Lieutenant Yara is, is manning the the teleport station, and she tries to bring him in and she fails. Yeah, <laughs> and she she brings him. She tries again, and the ship explodes. And I thought, man, they died, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the funny part is the ship explodes yeah. and you cut to Picard's yeah. reaction and it's like nothing. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck. like, He's like well, uh, let's clone him. <laughs> well, that, that's I mean, almost, that's basically that's what, what the transporters like, are. Yep. Yeah, that's what yeah. it totally feels like this time because you see like absolute destruction and then yep. they get transported back. The, yeah. the transporter is the prestige. Yes. Where each yes. time you're killing somebody. So whoever's gonna, getting teleported out is dying. And mm-hmm, whoever's mm-hmm. teleporting in is getting cloned. No, that's they the, could not have made pre- it clearer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the prevailing wisdom on how transporters work. Yeah, except if you're talking about Jason Statham, the transporter, because he'll just no, kick you into the next he, dimension. Yeah, he throws you yeah. into the yeah. Oi! Uh, so they they show up <laughs> and uh, God damn it, this bit's never gonna get old. Um, <laughs> never, never. Oh, he might. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's just australian again you're just <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> uh kangaroos everywhere <laughs> uh, kangaroos are transporters too yeah they, have a pouch. They, sure they carry so, they transport them joeys anywhere so they they get to the they get to the, the, the enterprise and this dude's dying and mm. for the dude that's dying he's moving a lot you know yeah yeah, well, he's Klingon dying. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's how very dramatic. <laughs> so, so Picard's like, "Hey, what's up, man? I'm Luke Picard. I'm in charge here. <clears throat> Call me Luke or Picard or Captain or Your Majesty." And he's like, "Oh, it's fine. My name's Skip Pardue, and this is my friend Tim. And my friend over there's dying. Uh, you know, and and uh, but they seem very calm for people who who were like, you know, who who were just about to die, right? Especially." Yeah. Especially Tim. He's a very casual, just like got his arms crossed and he's like, eh, whatever, man. Yeah. And uh, the captain's like, what the fuck's happening, dude? What happened out there, dude? Tell me what happened. And he's like, look, we were passengers minding our own goddamn business. They were taking us to this, we're being taken to this outpost. And then shit went wrong. Like, you know, they, we were attacked by the Ferengi, by a Ferengi cruiser uh, during the course of, of travel. And, you know, they, um, we, we accidentally entered the, the neutral zone. And, and he's like, he's like, but yeah, but Worf is a guy who figures this out. He's like, he's like, yeah, but, um, what does he say? Like, like, because they guys- weren't, because they had said before, uh, like, like the weapons Riker, that attacked think, this ship weren't Ferengi yeah. weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Riker originally thought, was it the Ferengi? And then, uh, Worf actually went, no, those energy signatures seem more Romulan. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And they were scared that the Romulans might be fucking hiding yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana and his gang of misfits, <laughs> <laughs> uh, time traveling through space. Yeah. It could have been their, him. Who knows? In their weird ship that yeah. even though they're miners, they created like the most powerful cloaked ship ever made. Yeah. And they're all children. <laughs> they're all children. Um, so then, uh, so then they're like, no, no. Like the, the Klingon can't get their story straight. It seems like they're like, yeah, no, no, we were, we were, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, there was a, it was a, they were, we were attacked <laughs> and it, it seems sketchy. And immediately, Again, I said it once. I'll say it fucking again. I'll say it every single episode. As soon as something's sketchy, I arrest somebody. I'm like, you two fuckers, 
You look sketchy, dude. This guy has got his arms fucking crossed. At least put them under observation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna just let them fucking roam the ship like fucking. Oh, sure, we'll give you a fucking tour. Um, (laughs) and and so they're like, okay, you know, so uh, they're they're they they keep the other uh whatever his name is, they keep the guy who's dying. They keep him there for observation, Mm -hmm. and the doctor is gonna see what he can do. And then they go and Worf uh, shows, shows them to like their quarters, which are really nice, dude. Like for them just being saved, uh, they're nice fucking quarters that they're hanging yeah. out in. And then I noticed that like the doctor, uh, Dr. Uh, Beverly Crusher, she uses the same little thing to stab people with. She's trying to cure somebody of mm-hmm. any ailment, like broken leg. Fuck it, let me stab <laughs> you, dude, with this thing. This yeah, po- she just poker. smashes it into yeah. his neck while yeah. he's, like, and convulsing. Th- there's no, like, sanitizing in or something? Is it self-sanitizing? I don't know, dude. I'm just like, gonna assume that it is, but I wanted to point out something else about Beverly Crusher, which is really funny to me. Like, after their conversation with the Klingons, where, you know, they're being all cagey and shady and stuff, <laughs> and, and the conversation ends, and, uh, like, Picard and Riker, like, you know, kind of talk with each other for a little bit, but once they're done talking... Picard just decides to like look over to Crusher, who's off screen. It's like, so Doc, how's your patient? And she's like, she, he's he's fucking dying. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's he's, like he's not like, good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> she, people are always dying on her for somebody who's like really good at what she does. Yeah, quote, unquote, uh, she's and, a shitty doctor and yeah, a shitty and mom, like, as we know. <laughs> well, maybe maybe she's actually not a great doctor. She's actually just cruise he's failing upward yeah because yeah. well, that's how this world works though. i mean she is clearly favored by the captain yes there's nepotism exactly. at work here yeah dude yes. and, and and sexual favors if you know what i mean yeah. oh, um no. so she's stabbing <laughs> this dude with the thing that's not sanitized and, and i don't know she's giving him a flu shot for all i fucking know uh <laughs> which is not gonna help him that's why she why he dies <laughs> and 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 so the Klingons sit down, and then the, I don't know how the Klingons Klingons know, but the Klingons go to the machine. And it's like, oh, food, and, he yeah, and they the, immediately know to use the replicator. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like, so weird to me that they knew how. Yeah, it's like, have you guys been? Sh- it was really weird. And they had a bunch of meats and like uh, some whiskey. What looked like yeah. whiskey, like and, Klingon drinks. Yeah, and, and they're like, all right, let's get down to it, the nitty gritty. And right away, they start kind of like kind of start making fun of like Worf, like like basically like saying that he's like domesticated you know i mean like yeah like that, yeah he comes from this warrior race and like he's like you're, you're kind of a bitch why are you wearing those those clothes dude you look like a fool man look at tim and i uh we're, we're fucking <laughs> hanging out here looking all cool our boots have horns your boots, <laughs> your boots are fucking fancy yeah uh no horns whatsoever um yeah, so they're, yeah. they're, they're making fun of him like and and actually and you get to learn a lot about Worf throughout the the, the yeah film. this whole episode is Worf and Klingons the backstory like they yeah, they yeah. they spend a lot of time fleshing out Worf's backstory and also just explaining what Klingons are now yeah because I think a lot of the show just assumed things about Klingons that was never explained and they're finally going through and explaining a bunch of stuff like yeah. Like uh, how Klingons normally act, or hey, why aren't Klingons our enemies anymore? Oh, there's an uh, there's an alliance now. Yeah, yeah, that right, right. Because like Klingons were erased from the original series that you know behaved and looked a certain way, and now they're not like that anymore. Yeah, this, this is like a treaty, and so um, the 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 medical bay calls uh wharf and says hey this dude's dying even though like he's got the strength of a fucking ox and he's just fucking flailing <laughs> everywhere but yeah. Beverly crusher's a shitty fucking doctor so he couldn't save him <laughs> and so he dies he's dying and he's as he's taking the last breath 
the Klingons do, Timmy and, and, and Kip Pardue, they do the old last, like, kind of like last right, you know? And mm-hmm. they open his eyes and they're like, look at me, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like that scene in Heat where, where Winger oh, yeah. is sitting there and he's like, oh, look at me. And then he fucking shoots him, dude. Uh, it feels <laughs> like that. And he opens his eyes and there's like a, like a growl that turns into like a yell. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they all start doing it. And fucking Worf too. And, yeah, and he joins in like yeah. almost instinctively. I don't think yeah. he quite knew what was going on, yeah. but he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and by the time they're done with the with the with the um with the yell, uh, the dude's dead, and you notice that the makeup is really uh, shitty. It's a close <laughs> yeah, up on the dude's face. F- for both the Klingons, it's yeah. like they are trying to do. A- is his blackface? I'm not quite sure. Like, cause cause the actors are white. So I (laughs) think they're trying to make them like a similar shade to Michael Dorn, I guess. But Uh, like, it's weird. It's it's, we're writing the line because we're not quite sure. White guys dressed up to be Klingons end up of distinctly more orange hue than than what you see on Michael. Yeah, they're kind of like like Michael Dorn's definitely like they they just made him black, like his 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 makeup. Right. But then I guess the other ones like they're kind of tanner, but you can see the gradient where the makeup's blending with their real skin, and it's just clearly just a white guy underneath, and it's really odd. Like I think they just tried to tan them up enough so that you weren't constantly questioning like why they're white and black Klingons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> why more not? Like, There's white and like, black people. Yeah, yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> um, and the, their nails are pink. I noticed that. They painted their nails pink. Mm-hmm. They got pink nail polish. But um, so, like, they basically do the, the death scream, and then they take take off one of the horns on the shoe of the dead dude. Right. And, yeah. then, and, and then Beverly Crusher's like, hey, should we do anything with the body? Like, any special arrangements? And the old Timmy, or, or Kip Pardue, sorry. He's like, hey, he's an empty shell now. Fucking toss him out with the fucking trash, dude. <laughs> Basically. Because they they they've already released the soul with the fucking yelling, I guess. I don't know. Right. And then they're, they're walking around the ship, and everyone's kind of scared of them. They're like, oh, fuck, these dudes are fucking weird looking um and they're walking around the ship and they're they're talking about like their race and and like how like they're a warrior race and all this bullshit and yeah, yeah that's um a, a, a lot of macho shit you know yeah it's a it's a, a thing i pulled because Worf talks a lot about his backstory and yeah. then um they also kind of explain what's going on with them so yeah tell me how is it that you come to this ship that uniform through an act of kindness the Romulans attacked the Kitamar outpost. Everyone was killed. I was buried under the rubble and left for dead. A human Starfleet officer found me. He took me to his home on Galt and told his wife to raise me as his son. How old were you? Before the age of inclusion. That young. Galt is a farming colony. When my foster brother and I were of age, we entered Starfleet Academy. He hated it and returned to Galt. I stayed. You have not spent much time among your own kind. Hardly none. So, when the night was still and quiet, and the sound of the blood rushing through your veins filled your ears, the only way to silence it was to slip out into the night. And like the hunter that spawned you, join in the struggle of life and death. You were unable. And those around you did not understand. You frightened them. They shunned you. 
She cursed you, called you vile names, and you knew not why. Even now, do you know why you are driven? Why you cannot relent or repent or confess or abstain? How could you know? There have been no other Klingons to lead you to that knowledge. Yes, those feelings are still a part of me. But I control them. They do not rule me. So it's a lot of interesting stuff they reveal in that interaction. It's like Romulans are a mutual enemy of both Federation and Klingon. Uh, Klingons had... I guess colonies somehow, even though I thought Klingons were like really, I don't know. And then also like Worf as a stepbrother. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's like a really interesting revelation. And you're like, they both went to Starfleet, but Worf is the one who made it, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like Worf would, you would think is the, is the wild crazy one who would not make it, but he's the one who made it. And the other left back. And I don't know. It's just a bunch of interesting things and also like Worf explaining that like yes it's basically his ethos he he like is a child of both Klingon blood but also like human upbringing so he has this constant inner conflict of how to control his emotions well, they, that constantly yeah, they even gave him a like a dash of Superman origin in there because like he's raised yeah, by a little kindly bit. farmer couple yeah yeah literally a farming colony yeah, <laughs> yeah so. So it's interesting. Yeah. And I guess they kind of do that specifically to provide him like a very contrasting childhood where it's like, well, all like you clearly grew up in a very slow, rural, conflictless, like, you know, idle, idyllic life, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there would be, would have been a lot of restlessness there, uh, restlessness there. But I want to. Like, I remember last episode, you described the Klingons as a bunch of bros, but they certainly love to wax poetic about their <laughs> about their carnal urges. I, I feel like they're like Shakespearean style bros. Yeah. Where, actually, yeah. where like, because the, the thing about Shakespeare is that they were like, it was made for the masses. Yeah, but they were pulpy for their time. Yeah, but to us, they sound like such elegant pros. But yeah. back then, it was just like, like nah, this is man. I want a Budweiser in the <laughs> bung. <laughs> it's it, that was the original like Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, back then, yeah. where where it was just like we're just making a broad growing Bro- down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So so the, and then they, and then after that, they confess. They're like, hey, dude. Timmy and 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 uh, Kippard dude are like, hey dude, we fucking lied to your commander, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we lied, motherfucker. Now that yeah. we know your story, we can trust you, and we'll tell you the truth because we yeah. know we know you're not going to tell anybody because you're one of our bros now. Yeah. So when bros tell each other secrets, they become just a really bros. big assumption. But yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, he's like, we commandeered the fr- the freighter. That's what happened, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, we left the crew behind. Uh, so basically you find out that these guys are fucking war criminals, dude. These guys yeah, are literally war criminals because yeah. they're doing that in the neutral zone. So they're yeah. literally committing war crimes. <laughs> like they, they, yeah. yeah. They're like seditionists. Yeah. 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 They, they're like, uh, for nothing though. How do you say, <laughs> uh, they wanted to storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even that, at least that had some sort of goal. Well, no, no, no. These they, guys they, are they just kind of did. And, and then they're like, no, we're going to send them away. And then they took over this fucking ship. 
Yeah, but then like they but they were gonna they don't have any goal with it. No, they're just like let's just no. let's just tear it up. Let's just tear up the galaxy. Like well, no- what do you think the goal of the capital was? They had no fucking plan. They were just like, We're gonna kill people and that's it. It's like, yeah, but then what? Like what comes next? And they're like, Nah, we didn't think that far. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um oh, so no. so these fuckers are again fucking idiots, dude. They're yeah. a bunch of Trump supporters in space, <laughs> and uh, they got very damn proud. It, these boys, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. And oh, they're no. like, dude, we we kill all those fuckers, those pacifists, those goddamn fucking those uh those libtards. We killed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we killed those dudes, and we oh, were taking no. it over, and then uh, we fucked up because it, it blew up in our face, and one of our guys is, is dead now. He's like, but anyway, uh, yeah, we can't go back to to our people because uh, they'll kill us. Basically, is yeah. is the thing, and so um, Worf has to kind of like sit with that for a bit, and then and he um, kind of is like, see, it looks like he's kind of like, okay, I'll go along with this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, uh, it seems like the show is trying to set up like this. Oh, maybe they're actually getting through to Worf, and he's turning. Like, yeah, it, yeah. That yeah, seems to yeah. be like what the show is trying to put forth, but yeah, I don't know why I, I never quite buy it. Because yeah, you know yeah. Worf. <laughs> like, like I feel like Worf. Like, so like these dudes are clearly like radicalized motherfuckers. You know, like they're right. like we want the old ways where we have you know many virgin wives, and <laughs> you know like we we we're gonna blow up all the fucking infidels, which you are part of. You motherfucker tells they me literally do yeah. call them infidels. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Shit. They use that yes. terminology. Yeah. yeah. So they they're like they're they're like standing in in this like in in this um near where that warp drive is, and he's like, hey, keep on giving us a. Uh, keep on giving us a tour and they basically keep kind of poking at him like they're like oh you're you're a civilized man now or like a, you know like they keep they keep talking down to him like kind of trying to anger and bring out like this this fierce warrior thing out of him mm-hmm. and then uh you, you go back to the bridge and there's a conversation with um with uh picard and Riker and, and data where they talk about how like they're probably one of the few people that have seen that ritual of, of like the death yell or whatever you call it Mm-hmm, the Klingon death ritual, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the howling and stuff, and how like th- you know that's crazy how they they got to see it, um, and then they get they get this this uh, they get hailed. Is that what it's called? Hailing? Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah they got hailed. By um, and they're like, and it's not raining. They get they they get they got a call. <laughs> <laughs> they got a call from this other Klingon, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we're looking for these three motherfuckers that are idiots, and they tried to." <laughs> Start an uprising, but I love like no what a with schlub no this guy on the other end looks like. Like he's just <laughs> he sitting in a dark room with a bunch of smoke. Yeah. It's like I'm a cool yeah. guy. Yeah, hey, maybe uh, he's really high. That's the problem. He's like, uh, we lost three dudes again. T- <laughs> Kip our dude Timmy and hey, Jim. Uh, those guys are renegades. Yeah, yeah. just get yeah. him back over to us, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. And have you noticed that everybody, every ship that they see is, uh, on the, I guess it's an LTD TV, right? That they're looking out of. Yeah, on the yeah, bridge. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. it's always coming at them, dude. It's always coming at them fast. <laughs> and I think like I, like we'll slow it down. Like it have to, how about it moves from left to right instead of so close? Just yeah, too close that's to true. Comfort. You always feel like they're about to slam into the ship. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like do you know how long it takes to slow a car down? Imagine how long it takes to slow down this goddamn ship, dude. Yeah, you don't have slow like air ship, resistance dude. or like friction to help you. Yeah, you need reverse yeah, yeah. thrusters. Yeah. Yeah. I w- if I were on the bridge, I'd be like constantly like 
look, we get, we're going to find your dudes, your war criminals, and we'll, we'll do whatever you want, dude. We'll throw them off. We'll throw them out of the airlock, whatever, <laughs> but just slow your ship down, dude. You're dangerously close. I know you're high. I see all that smoke around you. Slow down. Back the fuck up, dude, and we'll yeah. get you your dudes. Um, so, so he base uh, the captain sends Lieutenant Yar to go look for Worf. Um, which he asks, like, hey, where are they? And they're like, ah, oh, they're in deck 17 by the auxiliary turbo lift by the battle bridge. Mm-hmm. And immediately they're like, oh, fuck, these guys are up to no good, dude. Those yeah. dudes, Timmy and fucking Kipardu and Worf, are corrupting our man, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, you go, we don't, we can't assume anything, like anything could be happening over there. So, so Lieutenant, you get, you get your people and, and fucking let's get these guys under control, man. And she's like, got it, sir. And she gets the fuck out of there and she calls a bunch of fucking green shirts. <laughs> yeah. And, um, they go and they get to, they get to the part of the, of the enterprise where they're at. And basically Yara's like, hey, step back, you know, and she's not, she's not really, I don't like how she talks to Worf. She's not talking to him. I get it. Like she, they don't know if like they they radicalize they don't give them, them the benefit fast. of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like it, it reminds me directly of like remember when fucking Lore was there and everyone was like, "Can we trust Data?" And then yeah. Picard was like, "Yeah, we totally trust him." But here, Picard's like, "No, we can't trust Worf." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worf is easily influenced. Well, I guess to her credit, Tasha's acting about the same in both both scenarios. That's yeah, so it's that fine so. for for Tasha. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. She's the security chief. She's she should be constantly like vigilant. But it's just weird for Picard to be like, "Nah, Worf's Worf's dumbass. He's gonna, he's totally gonna." <laughs> well, and that's actually a drop in confidence from before because at first he's like, "Don't worry, Worf can handle anything that they do." And then later yeah, on, he's like, yeah. uh, "Remember who you're dealing with." Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So so she's like, "Hey, back up." a wharf these fuckers are war criminals we're gonna arrest them and then uh, immediately kipardu and and timmy he's like hey help us dude help us get the fuck out of here dude uh (laughs) it's in your blood listen to it man it's in your blood um, and then Worf actually has a moment where he's like, should I? Yeah, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. in, in a moment of overacting, he, yeah. <laughs> he raises his eyebrows and is like, oh, and look, oh. looks back and forth. Like, do I listen to my, to my friends? Well, granted, wasn't that people? also like a commercial, like an act break? Like there, there's an act break. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. reason to just hold on his expression yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, this little girl comes out of the room there nearby. <laughs> And, this fucking girl, yeah, <laughs> fucking out of nowhere, and and old um, Kipardu picks her up, and and immediately Yara's like, "Hey, we got a we got a hostage situation here," um, which makes me think like of the cops now, where they're like, "Oh, this dude's going for the fucking glove box. We gotta shoot him." It's like, no, he, you 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 want the goddamn registration? What do you think I'm fucking doing, you piece of shit? <laughs> where else would we keep yeah, the registration? Yeah, in our butts. <laughs> god damn it you fucking idiots um and so y- yara like immediately fucking cranks it up to 10 the yeah. the intensity and then yeah. and then like um old Kipardu like puts the little girl down and i help for for all we know that's how he greets people like he's like yeah, oh what kind of kind of creatures this she's got yeah. no wrinkles on her forehead let me look at this you know like <laughs> so that's what he could yeah, so hideous, dude. This white child. Um, <laughs> and so he, she, uh, old Kipardu hands the kid off to 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 Worf, and Worf hands it back to the mom. And then Yara's like, "Oh God, sorry, everything's all fine now. Here, everything's great. Disregard. Uh, we got everything under control." Uh, so they take the 
Kip Pardue and Timmy uh, into custody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Yara, like kind of like breathes like, a, a sigh of, of relief. And it's like, yeah, like he's, he's one of you idiot. Like, wh- what do you think he was c- easily going to be brainwashed by these other fucking idiots? Yeah. Um, so the they, they, is like, they wouldn't have, he wouldn't have taken her as a hostage anyway. Yeah, She's yeah. a Klingon. Klingons don't take hostages. Yeah. It's, it's we only eat no, them. Well, <laughs> this is like a nice little like illustration of like Worf's actual conflict. Cause like he has already experienced like a bit of that, um, you know, like the teasing he gets from his, like from people who are of his like race. And yeah. then on the other hand, his fellow officers are like, Oh God, like these savages yeah. nearly took that hostage. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, and then he can't fuck anybody. So they're like, he's got so much tension in him, dude. <laughs> he hasn't fucked him for ages. He won't fuck any humans. Cause you know, he, he'll break them in half. Um, yeah. anyway, he's got a lot of tension in him. Yeah. Uh, so they put those, those war criminals behind this like force field and mm-hmm. they immediately laugh. They're like, uh, <laughs> look at this forward field. These fucking bitch ass humans and they they smirk at each other they're yeah. like uh force fields and they start doing this like gnome shit where they like dismantle pieces of their armor to build stuff yeah 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 they use one of the horns they took from the other dead dude and like that has a laser in it and like so they basically like like build like a fl- fucking plastic gun like a 3d printed <laughs> it, gun it, it looks they- awful yeah <laughs> like it looks like it's but then the when act- it's assembled the actual, you, the you realize actual- it's a different prop <laughs> but like when they're assembling it it looks oh, yeah. like it's about to fall apart yeah. at any moment it looks like and wait we did yeah. <laughs> yeah but once you go to the wide shot you see like oh now that they're using a real prop well, they like have lights. to yeah the moment yeah. they swung it around yeah. it would have just fallen <laughs> uh, it's like did nobody check their persons to be like hey that's a part like imagine you go into a prison and someone like you know oh I I got a I got a magazine on my inside my shoe yep yeah and I have a, I have a, bar- a gun barrel in my wrist <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just put them all together the first thing know? they do is they get you naked and they check your butthole and <laughs> but these people no cavity searches in this fucking ship yeah yeah you have like, a big old yeah. belt no nah, it doesn't matter yeah. it's fine yeah. you're you're not going to use it as a weapon I just want to yeah. point yeah. out how poor of a guard they have standing outside he notices that the yeah. force yeah. field goes down <laughs> yeah. then he says like oh god the force field's down okay and then he just jumps right into their line of fire yeah. it, it's like he had he never had training like he <laughs> cover get cover and then just kind of shoot in there hell just shoot yeah. blindly you and have a pretty good worry. chance of hitting them if you just yeah. or, bef- or, bef- or before all of that look at them because yeah. they were they were just building this fucking gun in plate yeah like does no one just watch them at all or also like this is a general problem with star trek in general when they put people in the brig yeah. is that it's always a stupid force field like <laughs> you, you can just turn it off if there's a power issue they're free like you just you need something stronger than just a force field. No, the Klingons, like, they I know, don't I, need to bring out like a little like credit card to, to, <laughs> to disrupt this force field. And like, they don't yeah, even, even try a, to explain it. It's just like, yeah, this disrupts force field. So what? It's not even a credit card. It's like a piece of their fucking elbow pad. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a piece so, of rubber. Um, it's just like, come on guys. Like, I know, I know we're in the sci-fi future, 
but come on. <laughs> um, and so Worf goes back to the bridge and, and basically Luke Picard tells him like, Hey, uh, these fuckers are war criminals. They're up to no good. They're, they're radicalized and they're idiots. So it's like double whammy, dude. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have to hand them over to, to the, their, the Klingon dude and he's an execute. And basically Worf is like, is there no other way besides this? And then the old Klingon that's high shit with all the smoke, he comes on and he's like, Hey, uh, what's up? And then, Worf asks a permission to talk to him. So they talk, they see greetings in their language. And then um, he basically pleads with, uh, with the commander, the clan commander, if they can be taken out to like this outpost and just be left to fend for themselves, or at least die like a honorable death and stuff. Yeah. Just talk, this is a battle planet. Can yeah. we just yeah. put him on this? Yeah. Like and, the predators or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good enough and, for them. And, yeah, yeah. And, and eventually, like, like they're like, no, we can't do that. They're they're war criminals and they're idiots. And I, I get it. You feel for them, but fuck them. They're idiots. And they're he, yeah, he just seems tired. That yeah. seems like his motivation. He's like, no, you know, your idea is not bad. It's yeah. just I don't have a lot of time. And yeah, yeah. This Klingon <laughs> so, race seems to move so far past those old values because, like, like if this really was as appealing an idea as he thinks it is, then every all the Klingons should be like, what? There's a there's a fucking battle planet we can just go to. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and live a glorious battle and die gloriously forever. Like that sounds sick. Let's all go. <laughs> but they're tired. This is a tired pick, uh, pick hard, uh, plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know um, what? I keep getting reminded of that one dude from Pawn Stars. Chumley? Chumley. Yeah. Like there's like, I, had, a, I haven't watched Pawn Stars. So there's like two Chumleys in this episode. Like Tim, yeah, yeah. Tim's a Chumley, yeah. and so's the the uh, what's his face on the K- other vessel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh hi, hi McGee. Yeah, hi McGee. Also Chumley. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. Chumleys. Uh, they're three Chumleys. They're all Chumleys. <laughs> uh, so so the Chumleys, uh, old Kip Pardu and, and Tim, they build a gun out of their fucking soles of their shoe, <laughs> like the fucking shoe bomber. <laughs> no one sees them building it, um, and they have a they battle it out. You with can his, say they the, cobbled it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they battle it out and one of the Klingons gets killed and one of them gets uh escapes. Uh mm-hmm. so he he the guy who escapes makes his way all the way to the where the core is at. So it's very dangerous. And eventually Such terrible security. Like, yeah, the ship's yeah. There's no one there's no one watching anything. Like they they let not only have they let like Wesley take control of the ship, like <laughs> he, he literally Took this over is the, the warp core. This yeah. is the this is like a nuclear reactor yeah. essentially, yeah. and there is like not even like an extra wall yeah. or door of protection. It's or, just always or like wide a security open. Co- code or like yeah, oh, you need a just, badge to get in here. Yeah, it's always wide open for yeah. anyone to take a look. I at. I guess on the plus <laughs> side, that makes or it's clear then that this is not a radioactive power source. Yeah, if no, if you yeah. want to get on a plane, then you can take off your shoes and then inspect your butthole. But <laughs> but if you want to go into the, see the warp fucking core, no fucking problem, dude. With a belt gun, you come on right in, dude. And, yeah, and come so, in, on, come on in with your Swiss Army boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your thick ass soles. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the, he's in there like holding the goddamn fucking whole ship hostage now um and so uh they call for help and and uh the captain goes and he takes wharf wharf asks to go brings him and so um yara's like hey let's just wait it out 
He's going to get tired. His adrenaline's going to go down. <laughs> Wait it out, dude. And she, it's and, such a silly, like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's oh, no. When he gets tired, he's just going to blow this whole fucking shit up. <laughs> He'll eventually get up. bored and walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like and so they let him go and talk to him. And he's like, and then the old, old Kippardu is like, oh, I knew you'd, you'd come and help me. And so basically, like, they they have this interesting. Do you have this? Do you have this? This I this do bite? have this clip Let's because it. it is a really interesting Important. exchange yeah. that they have. Put down the phaser. Wait, I do not believe this. Believe it. I believe have tasted your heart. You have been with them, but you are still of us. Do not deny the challenge of your destiny. Get off your knees and soar. Open your eyes and let the dream take flight. My brother, it is you who does not see. You look for battles in the wrong place. The true test of a warrior is not without. It is within. Here, here is where we meet the challenge. It is the weaknesses in here a warrior must overcome. No. You have talked of glory and of conquest and legends we will write yes the birthright of every klingon yet all you say where are the words duty honor loyalty without which a warrior is nothing what are you saying living among these humans has sucked the klingon heart out of you put down the phaser you are a sham my words were dust upon the ground. Your blood has no fire. You are weak like them. I don't care what you look like. You are no Klingon. Perhaps not. And he falls through the glass to the bottom. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that he, uh, it is kind of uh, funny though. Cause it's like, wow, how hard did you fall? He fell <laughs> hard. Yeah. Like if it's <laughs> a glass hard. floor, it's supposed to be like strong enough to withstand a guy falling on it. No, not yeah. this one. Because this is by the warp core. Oh yeah. And also he's a Klingon. <laughs> exactly. Klingons by the are very warp core is extra fragile. Yeah, dense as shit, dude. Um so he um the guy falls, dies, he's dying. And old Worf goes over and gives him the old uh death chant. Yeah. The, the death and, ritual yell. And uh he yells and it's over. Uh, and the, you don't see what happens to the other dude. That guy got no fucking death yell. He's probably <laughs> wandering the 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 bowels of fucking the ship, haunting mm. it. <laughs> um, and they get back to, back to the bridge, and that Klingon commander comes on, and he's like, "Hey, what happened to my dudes that are fucking uprisers, idiots, uh, mm-hmm. old Chumley?" And he's like, "Oh, they're dead. We killed them." Uh, and they're like, "All right." Uh, he basically wants to talk to Worf, and Worf's like, "Yeah, we we took care of them. They died. They died with honor. Basically, they died in battle. You know." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "So yeah, it's fine. They died well." And <laughs> and then the captain's like, "Do you wish to? Uh, we do you wish to have the bodies?" And he's like, "Eh, they're only only empty vessels now. You get yeah, toss yeah. them out with the trash. Call back." Yeah. Uh. So he tell. So the command the. Klingon commander tells Worf, like, hey, once your duty, when your, your term of, of duties on the Enterprise or, uh, or not even for the Enterprise, for the, um, what's it called? Oh, Starfleet the, Academy. Yeah. Are over. Once your tour is over, you should join us. And, you know, perhaps you could basically, like, hey, you could teach us something from what you learned and we'll teach you something. 
and and uh Worf is polite and he's like yeah me yeah i'd be honored you know mm-hmm. and and thank you and they end the transmission and uh Worf goes back to his station and he turns back and he's like he tells the captain hey i was only being polite chill out dude <laughs> uh and then he does it again and like Picard still, looks like, so uncomfortable I know. Yeah, yeah yeah picard's yeah. like uh sh- sure sure i feel like now picard's afraid of Worf. yeah He's like, he's like, no. We we found out he's got a, like a like a well, spiky dick. Well, Picard's and acting he has like a crazy chant. Picard's acting like he he like only knew like this this uh person of color from work, and then he went and met their <laughs> friends and how he acts with oh, them. Oh no! And he's like, oh, oh no. shoot, he's not. He's not the person I thought he was. There is in that earlier conversation with Data, he does literally go, he seemed like a different person. Exactly. It's like I've I've never seen him code switch before, Data. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. It is. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. God damn it, God damn (laughs) it, Picard. And and then War has to say it again. He's like, hey, seriously, I have no desire to leave the Enterprise. This is this is where I'm gonna die. Sexless. <laughs> and Picard's like, good, good, good. Um, anyway, he's like, and then he kind of just mumbles. He's like, uh, the bridge wouldn't be the same without you. And he's like, why couldn't you say to my face, dude? How do you love me, dude? You yeah. fucking bitch ass, yeah, bald fuck. Because he's because he's afraid of him now. Yeah. You can't you can't look at him directly anymore. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that was the episode. And then they 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 fly off to some other fucking planet to some, yeah. fuck some other people to another over. neutral zone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all in all, this was an interesting episode. I learned a lot about Worf. Um, he's got an interesting childhood. Yeah. yeah. Which we will it. delve into. There there are gonna be more episodes about Worf that go more into uh family stuff. He That's probably good. has the most family stuff out of anyone in the series, actually. Well, it's very intriguing, especially because he's he's like a, a non-human race. Uh, so it's really intriguing to learn more about him. I dug I dug the episode, even though I hated old fucking Kip Pardue and, and Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, still, it was a good one. So I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I think that's about right for me, too. Yeah, I think I agree um, with that also. Because it's like, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting things in the episode. It's very messy, though. Yeah, that's true. Yes. It, just, it, feel, it feels like they're just like, this This happens, this happens. They escape somehow. And it then- also <laughs> kind of drags in the first couple of acts because... Um, like it, it takes them a while to get the Klingons onto the Enterprise. Yeah. Well, the, the, the yeah. we waste ten minutes this fucking visor. Yeah, thing. I know they they like just let <laughs> Picard go on his tangent and to show off, you know, the music video. Jordy yeah, he's Vision. so excited. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, yeah, the, the I visor think they took doesn't the show up again. Yeah, they just decided. Well, to I go think for it actually it. shows up one last time in the series, at least. But in like, I think it's not until like a way later season. And then it's not even used the same way. It's for something else. I want Joy to walk up to someone and be like, I want your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. (laughs) Also, like, the visor thing, Picard's essentially excited over what's essentially just a remote camera. Yeah. Yeah. Like, couldn't they just all have remote cameras at all times? Why wouldn't they just do that? Well, Picard kept on asking specific questions. Like, like, how can you make sense of any of this? It's like, dude, he's been... He's been using He's this been tech for a very long time, yeah. and you're just seeing it for yeah, the first yeah. time. Chill out. Yeah. He knows what to look for. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, messy episode. I mean, it makes 
kind of sense why it was messy. This was a, apparently an episode they wrote in two days. Okay. So that makes sense. <laughs> so for two days, this is pretty good. Yeah. Like, uh, they, cause they, they got a lot of interesting backstory to work. Cause for Star Trek, especially like Star Trek of this era, when you establish something in a, in a episode that is canon forever. Yeah. So they, they always had to be really careful with what they say. Like, for example, you, you, um, there's a part in this episode where they're like, oh, it's the traitors of Kling or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because Kling was a supposed, to, supposed to be the original name of their planet, Kling, of the Klingon planet. Okay. And then they original, then I think eventually they were like, that sounds stupid. Uh, <laughs> the planet Kling. So they, that's why they changed it to Kronos later. Um, but it's part of the canon now. So now Kling is apparently a city in Kronos. I could live so. with Kling. <laughs> Quink sounds yeah, fine but, to me. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that was the that was that then. Yeah, so that was, you know, uh that was the Heart of Glory episode, the first of many Klingon specific episodes that we're gonna see in TNG. It's a lot of fun. As predicted, Worf yelled at the sky. Uh and <laughs> Yeah, he got you, we got was, two Worf yells out of this episode. Yeah. And there was talk of honor and ah, preserve. I kind of <laughs> forgot how like complex uh backstory Worf has actually like i had- yeah it's really interesting and it gets more interesting later once the other family members show up right yeah because like it, see- yeah like because like Worf could have easily just been like hey i'm the klingon who like was part of an exchange program or some shit and like you know i'm, I'm from i'm from i'm from kling I'm the Klingon from, I'm Kling. from Kling. Hello, I'm here. How are you, fellow and, Starfleet you know, officers? It, but instead, <laughs> it was like, no, he's actually a transplanted orphan um, who grew yeah. up amongst people who weren't his own, and but still has, yearns yeah. for like a kind of like he's clearly done a lot of research on Klingons. Like he knows yeah, a lot about Klingon culture, but has it reminds so little me, experience himself. It, it's really interesting stuff. It reminds me of like if, if if it almost feels like they split up Spock into Data and Worf because <laughs> yeah. because Worf because Data has all of the Spock characteristics of like not understanding humans and Worf is a little bit too but the, but Worf took on the characteristics of Spock's like weird dual background because Spock is half human half yeah um, Vulcan. that's true so he has that dichotomy always going and then Worf. Seems like he seems like that kid, you know, there's like that story of like, oh, uh, like, you know, some Asian kid or whatever was adopted by Americans. And then they're like, oh, but I now I want to know what my uh, my history was like. So they they get research and stuff and they figure that all that out. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, man, Sarah told me a hilarious backstory. What? It's not hilarious. It's kind of fucked up. But like <laughs> uh, s- someone was there. Someone adopted um, uh, an Asian kid. Right. Okay. And they grew up telling this kid that, oh, we adopted you uh, from uh, an orphanage, orphanage in China. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> so he grew up thinking he was Chinese and did all this Chinese stuff. Of course. Right. And then later on, his parents realized they were wrong. What was he <laughs> and they then? Actually, he was, he was Japanese. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so he was like, this whole time I've been <laughs> learning <laughs> this wrong culture well, don't worry to large like, swaths parents, of america that's the same thing because my because my because my parents couldn't tell the difference <laughs> basically oh no <laughs> and then your assessment's uh, correct it was hilarious uh, and fucked up yeah yeah all right that was that was uh oof. that was a large size <laughs> oof there heart of glory everyone the next episode's the arsenal of freedom which is uh <laughs> 
really? That's another episode. episode. I, yeah, the Arsenal of Freedom. Um, <laughs> it's a very pa- like American sounding title. Sure does. Uh, What's I, it about? I don't, I don't stockpiling. I don't weapons? remember. I don't remember what this one's about. But it sounds like there will be a lot of fighting involved if it's called the Arsenal of Freedom. Yeah, um, nice. Anyway. Oh, uh, this wait is the a newbie minute. Star now Trek, I remember everybody. that one. Yeah, that's going to be oh, interesting. Oh, do you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, newbie Star Trek. This is the newbie Star Trek podcast. You can catch more episodes at newbiestartrek.com. That's N-E-W-B-I-E Star Trek.com. Or, or newbie Jason Statham. Yes. Newbiestatham.com. Yeah, newbie that Statham. is also where, where you can find it. Uh, or anywhere you, podcasts are sold, you know, you can just search for newbie Star Trek and you'll find it. But us. don't pay for this and one. Then, <laughs> don't pay. For, no, don't pay for it. Yeah, de- definitely not. We're not, we're not the, what the fuck podcast, Mark Marin. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, and, uh, what else? Damn, oh, <laughs> well, he is one of the biggest podcasts ever made. So. I mean, his podcasts are free and then they, they go into archive and then you have to pay for them. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. But, but originally when he moved to a different thing, you had to pay for that service to even hear him. And then I think they changed the, the model after that. Anyway, anyway, uh, also our Fugitive Frames film podcast. That's our movie discussion podcast. If you like the way we've been talking about, uh, Star Trek. <laughs> in general but you want to hear us do about movies and tv shows new episode out now go check it out oh shit is it by the time this airs sorry no no no, not right now okay i was about to say like oh whoa my app didn't notify me it's it'll be out by the time you hear this so that'll be fun sweet and yeah uh which one's got that one gonna be ricardo surprise damn oh <laughs> okay could be all anything. right well we'll have, we'll have a surprise fugitive frames podcast film podcast out you can find that at fugitiveframes.com or anywhere else you search for podcasts fugitive frames film podcast you can search for that and also we have our youtube channel which is fugitive games which is uh we do as you might d- uh, infer from the title like we review sewing machines sh- on that channel mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a video game shit uh, let's plays and uh, we do streams sometimes and stuff like that. And just have a good old. Right now, we're going through two very narrative games. We're going through Batman: The Enemy Within, and we're doing L.A. Noir. They're essentially both, of which both are, detective games. They're yeah, they're essentially both detective games, and they're both a fuck ton of fun right now. Yeah, uh, we're having, <clears throat> we're having a good time. Uh, I'm about to start watching that the that um, Batman Within. Uh, um, the Enemy Within, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, on your guys. Uh, Video game channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick little teaser for that for the for that episode. Are you dig- if you, are you guys digging it? Oh yeah. Oh, we're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I I dug so, it. So the, the yeah. So it's like you. So you played the you finished it. The, uh, yeah. The, is, is Enemy Within Part Two? Yeah, it is. Right. the second yeah. version. Yeah. yeah, the second the sequel one. Yeah, or the second batch of episodes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, yeah so yeah. that one. Yeah, like it's interesting how Telltale the writers are definitely huge fans of Batman. And took yes. what is like very established Batman material and just like did interesting twists with it where it's like, really no, it's, it. it's this now, not it's this now. Yeah. And it's like very interesting uh, in a way that's not like just stupid. It's like very interesting and smart the yes, way a lot yeah, of things, thoughtful these things are twisted. Yeah, it's very thoughtful. That's that's the best way to yeah, put it. It's not and the just turning really Bane good. into a yeah. green venom monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a very thoughtfully written story with great dialogue. Yes, uh, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm always so the, the impressed line by where it, Amanda Waller Yeah, the line where Amanda Waller yells, Thunderbolt, I'm the whole damn hurricane. <laughs> it's a fucking great line. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So that you can find that at YouTube at Fugitive Games, or you can go to the URL fugitive.games. That's a URL. 
And uh, yeah, next week we're going to listen to, not listen to, we're going to watch Arsenal Freedom and then you can listen to us talk about it. But in the meantime, this has been Newbie Star Trek. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. It's still fucked up out there. So Get ready for death spheres. Hope you guys. <laughs> death spheres. Stay safe. <laughs> Keep it real. Oi. Hooah. Hooah. <laughs> These Klingos are crazy. <laughs>